Welcome to Zebra's Popcast, short, inspiring, and informational segments pulled from our weekly furniture refinishing podcast, Zebra's Before and After. Today's podcast features a clip from Season 2, Episode 43. Our guests were Chantel with Rusted Roads Vintage and Jim with Forgotten Gems. The discussion is all about using top coats. Enjoy. Well, it's time for our Zebra panel discussion. Today's topic among our Zebra review winners is everything top coats. Maybe we say the do's and don'ts of top coats. We'll see where our conversation leads. But let's start off our discussion first by defining for our furniture newbies what top coats are and why they are so important. Sure. Um, Top coat is something you would use on a piece, either a wax or a poly type of finish to seal the paint. And it really helps with durability. It helps against scratches and, you know, all those things that can happen to a piece. Um, I I use a top coat on every single piece that I have finished. So no piece is to leave the... uh the furniture finishers studio <laughs> to the customer's <laughs> home without top coat, right? <laughs> I mean, I prefer it. I think there are some uh, paints that say that there's a top coat, you know, included in the paint. And that can be true. But for, um, for my pieces, I always do a top coat. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I personally wouldn't send a piece out to a customer without it being top coated first. Uh, just you know, to make sure that during the transportation and, you know, for the the duration that it holds up and it lasts. Um, and also, I think that a top coat really finishes the look of a piece off. I know that, you know, when you've put the last coat of paint on, it can be quite a flat matte finish. And then even with a, a matte top coat, it can really just give it just a small sheen and it just really looks finished. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you, when you are putting down a top coat and um, Jim, you mentioned that you use a poly when you put your top coat down. Is there, is there any rules about how many um, coats of top coats you put down? Well, I think I've got a knack for it now. I've, <laughs> I've been through a lot of trial and errors with lots of different um top coats and I as a standard just use two but if it's a high traffic area like a table or a cabinet a tv cabinet or something like that I will put an extra one on even though the paint that I use has a top coat in it as well it's just to make sure that it's extra durable and also when I've done vanities for bathrooms and things like that I have used um, a lacquered top coat which is waterproof and it apparently it's just the the strongest that's available and apparently it holds up well yeah now the lacquer top coat just obviously takes a a lot longer to dry i would imagine i think you have to leave it 24 hours in between coats because it can be quite tacky Mm. till it goes off but obviously you need something that's um that's going to hold up well you know if you're going to be using it in the bathroom and with a basin on top especially that's one place you would definitely not want to use a wax. <laughs> no. You would use a wax top coat on on things that, well, I have used it on my own dresser, but I know for some people that are harder on their furniture, using a poly type top coat may be better for that. Um, whereas wax may be better for something that's not highly trafficked or 
I mean, I don't know. I've used it on quite a few dressers. It really depends on how you use your furniture. And I will ask that for a customer, if I, especially if I'm doing a, a custom piece, what they're going to be, how often they're going to be using it and how they are with their furniture. And that will help me determine yeah. what type of top coat I'll use. But wax, once it's cured and hardened, it does really hold up well. It does, yep. I, I've, yeah. Um, it does. I did a couple of pieces for myself, which I, I used wax on top. And mm -hmm. it is really strong once it goes off. Mm -hmm. uh, I was quite surprised. I think that, you know, as long as your customers aren't using chemicals to clean them with and, you know, scrubbing them when cleaning, right. I think they do hold up well. Yep, I agree. Now, do, do waxes ever require adding a new layer of wax, like six months, year down the road? Is there any kind of maintenance with wax versus, you know, the other top coats? Um, I think you can do that. I have heard of that. And it probably just depends on the, the age of the piece or how often it's used, how often it's cleaned. But, uh, for example, the dresser that I have in, in my home that's been waxed, I have not had to reapply it. And I've had it for some time again i think it just is probably situational mm -hmm. yeah what things do you need to consider uh when using different types of paints now are there any you know because there's so many out there and i know there's the main categories like the chalk paint the milk paint the acrylic paint uh you know ceramic base paint mineral so it, do you, are, are there any rules when it comes to top coats and and what kind of top coat you use for the type of paint you're you're using? Um, I don't know that there's any hard and fast rules. I did learn a lesson about using uh, black paint. It was a ceramic base paint and I used a poly finish on, on that piece and it was an actual nightmare. I repainted it once but I must have sanded off and reapplied the poly five times before I got it right. And the trick to that particular piece with black paint was how it was applied and I found um, through Instagram actually someone had told me about a microfiber sponge to apply the poly with and it made all the difference for me because I, I don't have a sprayer and I know people prefer that for poly because you get a really nice clean smooth finish but I don't use one and so finally after many uh, struggles. I've finally found this microfiber sponge that you can pick up in a four pack for $1.96 and saved my life. Did, did you strip it all the way down? Like when you had I, the, when you yes. first noticed the problem? I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I thought maybe I had done something in the paint that was making the poly look like it was. So I took it all off just on the top because the front of the piece was fine. It was just a really long 72 inch uh, credenza essentially. That was just a lot of paint. It was a lot of coverage and I don't know what it was, but I, it was just how I was applying the poly. And it's just temperamental that way, which is why I think I prefer wax. But I know people that use poly and really like it. It, it really just depends on the person, the materials, the paint. There's so many factors that go into a top coat. Yeah. And that's, you know, that says a lot. You're still furniture refinishing after that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, and that was my other thing that during that, that time, I mean, I was so 
frustrated. And that's when I actually got news from you guys about winning second place in this prize. And it was a real confidence booster that I was doing something right because <laughs> I was so frustrated with that piece of furniture. <laughs> well, you know, you should uh, you should write that down just as a memorial too. <laughs> yes, in a journal entry somewhere. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's funny. Well, I'm glad it, that everything worked out. I also had, um, or I've had a couple of bad experiences with top coats and the bolder colours, such as black. Um, I know that in the past, when I've tried to apply a poly over the top of black, that it's been quite either smeary or quite cloudy, uh, which has been a nightmare and, and resulted in me having to go over it again and 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 then reapply the, the top coat. Um, but I think that, I ironed out those issues with um, trying a different applicator. I think I, I tried using a sponge before um, and I was having those problems. So then I went on to use um, a microfiber. It's like a circular cloth, mm. but padded. And I just use those all the time now. Those have been amazing. Um, they're just as good for using wax as well. And I think that it's really important what you use to apply them with. Um, I know that I've had issues using using it with brushes as well. So I would always recommend using the microfiber ones like Chantel. Is that what you use with your the polyvine finish is the microfiber? That's what I use now. And I, I honestly okay. wouldn't, I feel like, it, you know, after all the, the trial and errors, it's, it's been perfected now. And I wouldn't change from using the the microfiber one now yep that's what i found it's has worked for me too we're going to take a quick break to hear about the launch of zebra's new product line well because the recording was from season two we were in the process of developing our top coat brushes at the time and now that we are in 2022 we can happily say that we developed and produced them and now we have them available for you. You can check them out on our enjoyzebra.com site by clicking on shop, then kits. You can scroll down and review our three-piece top coat kit. Here is a word from a fellow refinisher giving her testimony on the Zebra top coat line. Hey y'all, it's Christy with Chalk It Up. I have tried all of Zebra's brushes and love them all and just recently got their top coat brush and I absolutely love it. Um, sealant can be tricky to apply, and it can really be stressful, and this brush is perfect for sealant application. It's, it's silky smooth. The bristles are silky smooth, and it's just the right thickness. It's not too thick. Um, you don't want your, your top coat brush to be too thick, or you'll just get too much um, top coat on the piece. So, um, I give it two thumbs up. Now, this may be a crazy question, but uh, when we're talking about using wax for the top coats, is there, when you wax it once, for example, you've, you've covered the whole piece, do you need to put a second coat of wax on it? Or is it just, is it with wax, is that usually just one coat sufficient? For me, one coat has been sufficient. I usually apply it with a brush, but I'll also just apply it with um, just an old t-shirt. And now that Jem has mentioned the microfiber for wax, I may try that as well because um, <clears throat> I usually just put it on and then wipe it off mm -hmm. in a sense. And so usually one has been sufficient. I think it depends on the piece and how 
you know, if it's just a sideboard that, you know, isn't, isn't going to have a lot of traffic, I think one is great. But I think for, you know, other pieces like maybe coffee tables or side tables or things like that, maybe two would would mm-hmm. be recommended just just to hold up. And with respect to the lighter furniture pieces like white or neutral colors, I know that I've, there's been a lot of discussion uh, that I've had with refinishers uh, off and on about the fact that sometimes there's a bit of a nervous, you know, vibe going on when it, you know, because there's the fear of putting down a poly top coat on a neutral piece and then it turning yellow over time. Yeah, but that, I've the, definitely had that in the past. <laughs> and um I don't know if if it was the type of poly that I was using. Um, I certainly, because uh, it's so much hard work to have to go back and then lightly sand again and clean and then put another coat on. So I certainly moved on and tried a different poly, which is the one that I'm using now. But there are some brands who do advertise that there's a non-yellowing uh, with their formula. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, maybe that's one to look out for when you're using the neutrals. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think you can, where social media is great if you're following yeah. other refinishers, trusting what they say and products that they've yeah. used. Because I re- specifically remember Christy from Chalk It Up, who's also here in Raleigh, talked about her top, this top coat that is the only one I've ever used from the Chippy Barn because she said it doesn't yellow. And I've always stuck yeah. with that. I've never even tried another one on a white piece or a light colored piece. And so, um, I can't say I've had a yellowing issue. However, every white piece I've had, I have sold. So I haven't kept it long enough to know if <laughs> it yellows down the road. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that it doesn't. Um, but nobody's reached out to me that they've had an issue. So yeah. I was going to say, that's the key. You haven't heard from any clients. So I'm sure that's you right. would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, you brought up a really good point because there are a lot of really good paint manufacturers with different types of paints and many of them sell top coats. So just check with them or on their websites just to make sure that they don't yellow because uh, I know that's a big deal. I don't know. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, over the years, the last few years we've been doing this podcast and talking to refinishers, I, you know, sometimes I'll say, what's the least favorite part of refinishing? And usually it's the prepping, but I'm getting this sense it's sort of bookend that the prepping and the top coating is not always a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> is that <laughs> true? <laughs> Have you ever found that the wax is quite, has, you know, quite patchy where, where it's stuck to? certain areas better than others and and then you have to go over it a second time with the wax just to get that kind of even coverage i haven't with the wax that i've used and i know i'm just going to sound like a chippy barn cheerleader over here um but i found products that i like and just like you have i think with the polyvine but i haven't had any issues with that wax and i found it early on when i started refinishing furniture and i've just stuck with it because it's worked so well yeah it's definitely worth sticking to when you find a product that works as it should. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I know that when I've used wax in the past, and you know, almost always with chalk paint, that is the case where it it probably mm. clings to an area better than it does, you know, another area, and then you have to go over it again, and and sometimes the result is just a bit patchy. Yeah, this is why I, I like to stick with a polyvine because it is hard work once you've refinished a piece and then you know the the last stage of putting the top coat on you really don't want to get that wrong exactly yeah once you find a product that you know that works 
it's always best to stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Not only our two guests here, but also listeners. So thank, thanks again for, for both of you for hanging with us. And thanks for your time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to, to all of you. <laughs> Likewise. Okay, all the Golden Brush Award entries have been received and we had an explosive response this year. We know several of you struggled making those tough decisions on which of your refinished pieces to enter and in which category. As we always say, you are the first judge. Now, imagine the GBA judges, the incredibly difficult position they are in, having to review thousands of pieces and narrow them down to just three finalists in each category. I think we need to pray for them. The judges' decisions are influenced by their own refinishing experience and expertise, as well as the established GBA standards set on the website, which states, the entries are evaluated based on their originality, beauty, and category reflection, as well as quality photos submitted. Zebra does not give the judges any other criteria other than what I just mentioned. Our judges were chosen because they represent our international community. They are highly respected by all of you, and they are enormously successful on many levels. Once each of them score the entries and submit them back to us, we tally their scores to determine who the finalists are. Once the finalists are revealed, you, the listeners, can begin voting as the finalists from each category with the most votes will be the best of winners. I can't tell you what a joy it is to work with our judges, organizing and getting this international event ready for the community. Our seven-member international judging panel consists of Ashley Crew with Blue Ren Interiors of Australia, Chloe Kempster with Macy's House of the UK, Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture of the US, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company of the US, Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott of Canada, Lauren Schwachina with Portland Rose Studio of the US, and Sarah Bolton with Sitting Pretty Home Decor of the US. Thank you, judges, for your dedication and hard work. The entire community along with Zebra are incredibly grateful. Mark your calendars because next Wednesday, February 2nd, here on our podcast, we will announce the finalist. You will not want to miss this exciting podcast. This also means that the public voting will also begin that day. Thanks for listening to the Zebra podcast and podcast. We are working on season four now. We can't wait to release season four episodes soon. Stay tuned. Until next time, happy refinishing.